Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back. Melissa Dealey here, host of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. And today I'm continuing in my series on hormones. And I want to share with you a little bit more about my story and my struggle with my hormones. If you heard episode one, then you've probably you've heard a little bit of this before. But if you're a new listener, you won't have heard it at all. But for much of my life, my health journey has really revolved around trying to balance my hormones because of debilitating migraines. And initially, I didn't really know what was triggering those migraines, other than I seemed to get them right before my period. So I knew they were related to hormones, but I didn't know anything about what I could do about that. And mainstream medicine just kept handing me drugs and I really didn't want the drugs. I wanted to be able to naturally heal and resolve this issue. And it was interesting because there was a time when I was picking up my kids um, at the end of the day and it was raining and cold outside. And as I'm standing there waiting for them, I went into a Starbucks and I bought a chai tea latte just to stay warm while I'm standing outside waiting for them to be done their activities and drank the chai tea latte, picked up the kids, came home, went back to work. And a little while later, I realized I don't have a migraine anymore and it was brewing and now it's gone. That's interesting. And then the following day, picking up the kids again, again, cold, kind of sleeting weather and felt a migraine starting, waiting for them, went into Starbucks, bought another chai tea latte and came home and thought, hmm, this is really interesting. There's something in that chai tea latte that is making my migraines go away. What is it? Because that is better than the drugs that mainstream medicine was offering. And So I actually ended up taking it to my naturopath. I had an appointment and I had bought the Tazo Chai Tea Latte Tetra Pack and took that to her and said, what is in here that is helping get rid of my migraines? Because this to me seems more natural than taking pharmaceutical drugs. And she pointed out that it was a combination of the effect of the caffeine and the sugar and the ginger that was in this chai tea latte. And migraines can be triggered for many reasons. And so for a naturopath, just getting to the bottom of migraines can be tricky as well. 
But here we had an answer to something that was helping me. It wasn't the root cause, but it was something that was helping me. So I decided that I was going to keep using that as my go-to, but that's loaded in sugar. And I didn't really want a lot of sugar like that. So we talked about other options that I had in helping mitigate my migraine symptoms. And so because we knew ginger was working quite well, I started drinking ginger tea on a regular basis. And I found a a Tazo green tea ginger, but also just cutting off like a centimeter of ginger from the ginger root and peeling it and dropping that into hot water and steeping that for 10 minutes. It's absolutely delicious. It's really good for digestion. It's good for your immune system. And guess what? It's also really relaxing for the body. And so it was helping with my migraines and magnesium, another supplement that many, many of us are deficient in. I think the number is that about 80% of North Americans are deficient in magnesium. It has over 300 cellular um, uses in the body, and it's very good at helping with relaxation. And so this was helping the muscles in my forehead that were pulling together and creating that tension and that migraine to relax and ease the migraine and make the migraine go away. So I started taking magnesium because I figured, well, I'm probably deficient too, right? And then Epsom bath salts, well, they have magnesium in them. And so I love taking baths. So just adding Epsom bath salts to my bath was an easy thing that I could do that would A, help lower stress levels because the relaxing effect just of the bath, B, um, help with relaxation due to the magnesium that I'm now adding. Magnesium is also a really good detoxifier. So it's drawing toxins out of my skin and the skin is very good at absorbing those Epsom bath salts and helping with magnesium. So these were all little tricks that I started learning that I could do naturally to help me cope with migraines that I was getting due to my cycle. But I also wanted to understand why was I getting them? And again, wasn't able to get any answers from mainstream medicine, but that's when I went to the naturopathic doctor and uh, used functional medicine lab tests and did some saliva testing to discover that my progesterone levels were really low and my estrogen levels were normal, but this was essentially putting me into a state of uh, estrogen dominance, which I talked about two episodes ago in episode nine. So if you haven't tuned into that one, you can go back and listen but a state of estrogen dominance is very, very common. And there's many different symptoms. It's not that all of us are going to have the exact same symptoms if we're estrogen dominant. We're all going to have differing symptoms to differing degrees. And it's up to us to be listening to our body and starting to investigate what's going on and trying to get to that root cause. And for me, this was incredibly helpful to do this lab test, to see these results, and then to understand how I could use natural supplements and foods in order to be um, boosting my progesterone and then also being very careful about not eating foods that were going to boost my estrogen levels so that I could bring my hormones back into balance. And that was wonderful. That worked for like seven years. I had almost no migraines. And if I did, they were so mild. And then all of a sudden I started getting them again. And I realized, well, our hormones change. So clearly mine have changed, right? 
So I went back to the naturopath to ask for the same supplements that I had used the first time to help boost my progesterone. And again, really watch the food that I was eating and making sure that I wasn't eating phytoestrogen foods. And beautiful. Resolved that very quickly. Migraines went away again, lasted for about five years. Then I started getting them again, but they were different and they weren't responding to all my natural tricks like a chai tea latte, ginger tea, Epsom bath salts, magnesium, etc. They felt different and they weren't responding. So I knew something had changed in my hormones. And I also knew that I was in that perimenopausal state. And so it was no surprise that something might have changed. So I ran more lab tests and found out that this time my estrogen was low, my progesterone was low, and my testosterone was low, as I was clearly, you know, in, in that end stages of perimenopause and moving into menopause. So once again, I had answers. I knew exactly what was going on. And then I was, the naturopath was able to guide me in healing protocols that were all natural in helping raise the estrogen, the testosterone, and the progesterone levels in my body. And oh, since that time, it's been probably two years now. So I've retested several times over that time. I've done my integrative health practitioner training. I can do my lab testing myself now. And it's really interesting to see how the body responds. And I've just recently got um, test results back. And now I'm seeing that my estrogen is bordering on the high side again, because I've done all of these things to raise my estrogen, raise my progesterone, raise my testosterone, and it works. But now my um, estrogen's bordering on the high side again. So that's really helpful information because now I can be like, okay, now I need to be making sure once again, I'm not eating those phytoestrogens. I want to be making sure that I'm looking after myself and not uh, allowing myself to get into a chronic stress state where estrogen is going to be stealing or cortisol, sorry, is going to be stealing from progesterone and progesterone won't be made because cortisol is needed. I want all of my hormones to be in balance. And I know what all of this means and I know what I can do. So it's very, very empowering. And this is what I would love for everybody, for all of us. I spoke in my episode two episodes ago, I talked about how you know, we haven't as women really been given an opportunity to learn about menopause and what's happening inside our bodies. And then not only what's happening inside our bodies, but how we can support our bodies through this transition. And so this series of podcasts is, I'm hopeful, is bringing this information to you so that you can start to get some of these answers and start to understand what you can do about this, and that there are natural ways of bringing your hormones back into balance. And you don't have to suffer in silence thinking this is just what it is to be a woman. And we have to all have these symptoms that are, you know, making us feel not ourselves as we go through perimenopause and menopause. You can actually bring your body back into balance and feel amazing as you go through this. You just need to know how. So there are many reasons that our hormones can get out of balance. 
And I just want to share with you in today's episode, the top 10 root causes of female hormone imbalances. And so that you're aware of them, because when you hear them, you might be like, oh, that could be me. And understand that it, we do have the technology now. We can run lab, t- lab tests. They're very easy to run. They're just saliva tests that you receive in the comfort of your own home and you submit them to the lab. Four weeks later, I get the results and we can review them together and I can guide you on your journey to balancing your hormones, just like the naturopath guided me all those years ago when I got started looking at my hormones. So some of these I did refer to in the episode, two episodes ago in episode nine. But first of all, one of the biggest causes for female hormone imbalances are environmental and xenoestrogens. So these are estrogens that are getting into the body that are foreign sources that mimic our natural estrogen. And so the body treats them as estrogens. And so it makes it seem like our estrogen level is higher than it is as a result of these getting into our body. And then that can put our hormones out of balance. The next one is heavy metals. We have a lot of heavy metal toxicity in our world today, and we need some levels of some heavy metals uh, for good health. But when we overdo them, it can cause real problems. And these heavy metals can affect both our female hormones and our thyroid. An imbalanced gut and digestive issues can also affect our hormones. And you might be like, well, how are they connected? But the truth is, is that our entire body is interconnected. And when we have an imbalanced gut and digestive issues, that is triggering inflammation in the body. And then inflammation in the body will trigger hormone dysregulation. We also have... um, a root cause or an issue with our hormones can be triggered by overwhelmed detox pathways. So detoxification is something I talk about all the time. And it's, it's some, it's a place where I love to start with all of my clients because it's so easy to do. It gets results really quickly. And the reality is, is that if we're going to start putting things into our body, we need to make sure that whatever we're putting in can get to the cells that really need it. And if those cells are just clogged up with toxins and our pathways are not clear, then the goodness we're putting in isn't even getting where it's supposed to go. So sometimes we have to start off by actually subtracting, i.e. getting those toxins out before we can put any goodness in. And What happens though in our world today with all of the toxins that we're living under, we have overwhelmed detox pathways. And so estrogen is detoxed from the body through the liver. But if the liver isn't functioning optimally, it can't do that well enough. And then we have too much estrogen floating around in our bloodstream and that can cause mood swings and weight gain. And it also causes issues with our thyroid. So then another root cause is stress. And I talked about this on episode nine as well, that fight or flight straight state that we can get into when we're in a state of chronic stress. And in that moment, the body needs to be making cortisol. And so it actually steals from progesterone. It stops producing progesterone and instead it produces more cortisol. And then we get into a state of estrogen dominance because we have not enough progesterone 
relative to the amount of estrogen that is in our body. Estrogenic inflammatory foods. So I've mentioned there are foods that are higher in estrogen and that can increase the estrogen levels in our body when we eat them. And so we just need to be aware of what foods they are. Again, in episode nine, I listed a whole bunch of them for you and be aware of choosing not to eat them if you know that you're already in an estrogen dominant state or on the flip side, if in the less common situation of having a not enough estrogen relative to progesterone, then you want to be choosing to eat more of those foods in order to naturally boost your estrogen levels. Then we have the uh, thyroid estrogen relationship. So again, we're so interconnected. And when we look at cortisol levels and adrenals, we have to also be looking at our thyroid and the impact they have on each other. But when it comes to our female hormones, we also need to be looking at that relationship between them and the thyroid because high estrogen affects our thyroid. It makes it slow down, but low thyroid affects our estrogen. So it becomes a vicious circle that we have to be aware of to look at in order to break it if somebody is stuck in that cycle. Another cycle that we have is excess body fat. That impacts our estrogen levels as well. So higher levels of estrogen can add body weight around the hips in particular due to lowering the thyroid that I just mentioned and slowing our metabolism. But at the same time, body fat can also increase estrogen levels. So again, it's this negative cycle that we can get into. So what's also interesting is that estrogen can be stored in our body fat. So when the liver cannot detox the excess estrogen, it will end up being stored in our body fat. So when we actually lose weight, you're actually dumping more estrogen back into the bloodstream along with toxins because toxins are also stored in the body fat. And this can lead to estrogen dominance in the process of losing weight. So this is something to be aware of as well and to work with a practitioner on so that you can factor all of this in on your healing journey. There is a birth control rebound effect. This is another very common root cause of female hormone imbalances. So whether it be the birth control pill, whether it be an IUD, whether it be a patch, it takes time for the body to rebalance after coming off that. You've been manipulating your hormones using these, obviously. And so when you stop using them, it takes time for the body to naturally come back into balance and be producing your own hormones in balance to each other. This can take three to four menstrual cycles and in some cases longer. And it's not something that is likely to happen instantaneously. Although very often people trying to get pregnant when they decide they want to get pregnant, they stop using birth control and then they want to get pregnant right away. But it definitely can take time. And then the last one, is menopausal transition. So it's those years from the beginning of perimenopause, which can start happening around ages 35, through to postmenopause, which is postmenopause is all the years of your life after that 12 month 
uh, time frame that you haven't had a menstrual cycle. That's menopause, that 12 month time frame. When you get to the end of that, now you're postmenopausal and that's the rest of your life. Well, this can be many, many, many years, right? So from 35 onwards, you're now into this menopausal transition stage during which your hormones change, just like what happened with me, right? And so this too is a period of your life that can trigger root cause hormonal imbalances, or it's a root cause, sorry, of your hormonal imbalance. And something to, it's totally natural, it's completely normal, but it's something that will trigger symptoms that you might not enjoy, just like my migraines for you, it might be hot flashes and night sweats and fatigue and lower libido and discomfort during sex, all sorts of negative symptoms that nobody wants that you don't have to accept. You can do something about it. And because there aren't classes on menopause for people per se, you don't necessarily know that. So that's why I want to bring you this information, let you know that you absolutely can do something about it. There's lab testing we can do. We can figure out where those imbalances are and create a wonderful rebalancing protocol for you so that you can get back to loving your life and feeling like a human being again, rather than feeling less than yourself, right? And what I'm also offering that I'd love to let you know about is in the month of May, I'm offering free workshops to go with an online course on rebalancing female hormones. And so that's really digging into all of this information so you can truly understand how your body works, why things happen the way they do, and how you can get to the root cause healing and what you can do about it beyond that with lots of great information that you will then have for life. You can pass that on to your own daughters, granddaughters, because this information needs to get back out and become public so that everybody knows and nobody has to suffer in silence anymore. So thank you for joining me in today's episode. And there's one more episode left in my hormone series coming back next week. So I hope you will tune back in and join me then. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.